Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Deep Shift. I'm very excited about this episode. My guest is Ayana, and she's an Egyptian numerologist, a Kundalini yoga instructor. And today we're going to talk about some practical tools to help during this, this time right now. Ayana, welcome to Deep Shift. Hi, Michael. Thank you so much for inviting me here. And I'm very grateful to participate in this and help other people with some tools, practical tools and knowledge I have. And I'm excited to do this with you. Yeah, likewise. So uh, we met through it, the, the whole Instagram web of, of spiritual teachers and, and we started chatting and you gave me an Egyptian numerology reading, which was super cool. And just real quick for people, how did you get into Egyptian numerology? So that was a very interesting journey, and I learned it thanks to my teacher. Um, I did um, a training, so it was including energy healing and many other tools, and one of these tools was Egyptian numerology, which is uh, I use almost everyday life, meeting friends and people and with my clients. And it's very fascinating because... um, it gives you so much information and helping to navigate. So it works like a GPS, helping to navigate what is your lifetime mission and what are the karmic lessons, uh, what are your gifts and what things you should let go or maybe not to repeat in this lifetime. So it it deals with uh, numbers, right? Because the whole universe is all just numbers. Like what what is like the the, the basic description of of Egyptian numerology, and then how does that differ from regular numerology? So uh, what I find interesting about Egyptian numerology is very practical and it's right on on the spot. So it's, it's a brief information about where is the person, um, what has to accomplish in this lifetime, and what are the gifts, uh, how to navigate, what are the challenges, what is positive and negative side. So it's it's very interesting tool for me to use when I do the healing work. So it exactly tells you what things um, needs to, to, to heal, to, needs more attention. So you can reflect on that and maybe you can focus on the all positive side, which is like, oh, I didn't know I am... Actually, I felt I have this gift or calling, but I didn't follow it. So it, it encourages you instead of some other things who tell you like, um, avoid that or you can change it. You can do it better. So it's like a GPS. It works like GPS. Yeah. And so right now that the world isn't, is, is, you could describe it as crazy, you know, just so many things going on. Um, we could describe it as it's kind of being renewed. Um, what are some tools that you use that help you keep your vibration high? So we're living in very interesting times and it's lots going on. And I think it's a very interesting incarnation we're living in right now. And which I think we chose to be here and it's a time of purging so everything comes out things get triggered we can see it on a collective level and it's a time where we have to have a practice 
and it's not a luxury anymore. I think it's a necessity. It's something what helps you to navigate through these times and be balanced, be in a neutral mind and act instead of react. So I think it's time for people to waken up and get in the process of self-mastery. It's like a calling to, to just be who they came here to be and navigate at your best. Yeah. It's like one of my passions is uh, really finding what your purpose is in life. And everything that's happening right now, I feel as though it's bringing up a lot of stuff for a lot of people. And yeah, and, and it's people are going to feel like they are uh, maybe depressed or they're just going to feel misaligned if they're not pursuing their purpose for being on this planet right now. And someone recently said that a lot of light workers and people who are here who chose to be here on this earth right now at this time to raise the frequency of the planet are being activated. And I was like, yeah, I totally feel that. Like all of a sudden I was like, I just want to make a bunch of TikTok videos and talk about energy and consciousness. Yes. I can clearly see you on your path. And when I did your numerology, it showed exactly what you had to do. And it's amazing to see when the people are on the path. Yeah. It gives you this sense of fulfillment and peace and joy. And then you can share it with, with others. Instead of not stepping into your power, your gifts, and being lost and drain other people's energy and just moving around with not knowing where to go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So... Did you have an awakening experience? Uh, were you always kind of a spiritual person? How did that all come about? That's an interesting story. So I had my um, spiritual awakening 2011. I think for many, you know, for many of us, it was that time. And uh, it was very interesting. It was a very powerful uh, experience. I had a car crash and I was risking to die. It was a very, very um, harsh accident. So nothing happened to me. It was on the highway in Italy. I was living then uh, in Italy, back in Italy. And deeper inside, I had the feeling that it's time to reflect on something, that something is going wrong in my life and I have to change something. That was like an inner message I got. Mm. So I started to read more. I would just go to the bookstore and I would pick some books. Like I was reading Transurfing and some other stuff. Osho. And then I met a friend who taught me meditation. So, and then brought me to my first teacher. It was back in Italy. And when I first came there, I knew there is something there. And like, I felt this calling and... I stepped in and it was a very interesting, my first experience. It was a three day meditation in the dark, chanting Om, and that was it. And I was, I started that. <laughs> we, uh, so for, there are, there are a bunch of people watching live right now and uh, they want to know where they can get readings from you. So real quick, just share your social media for everyone who's, who's paying attention right now. Yeah, that's good. 
Um, should I write it right now or should I wait till later? Uh, you can just say it. Yeah. So um, my Instagram is Ayana, A-I-Y-N-A, uh, healing. And actually, I am only on Instagram. And then there is my website there. Um, Ayana Healing. So I will include all of these in the show notes. Yes. Uh, so everyone who is participating and, and sharing, and uh, maybe we'll get some questions at some point towards the end. Um, yes. Yeah, hop on there. Uh, and uh, also on, on my website, you can get all the links and everything. So let's get back to your awakening story. Uh, yeah. So you had this accident, you had this kind of awakening that opened up this spiritual side. And, um, there's a lot, I get a lot of responses from people who are talking about like having difficulties during their awakening. Like it's actually kind of a a difficult thing. Um, what would you, what advice would you give someone who's going through a difficult period of kind of awakening to a larger reality in this universe? Yes, this is a very challenging time. I think the most challenging time is when you just start to awaken and you don't know where you're going. You feel it is right, but there is no guarantee over there. So we're living in a society where we always want to know and everything is, you know, we're kind of trying to plan things. So when the spirit leads us, leads us, it's a journey and it's a unique journey for everybody. So you have to trust and you have to keep practicing. So you're going to be drawing people to you. You're going to be drawing practices to you. Um, we never alone. So you have to trust that you're never alone. And then you're going to be guided. And any difficulty going to pass. There's a good times, bad times. And it's all part of life. It's a polarity planet. And it's all good. So just hang in there and don't stop practicing. So if you have a meditation practice, what happens to me when I go through challenging times, I would do more. So if I feel like it's in my body, I would just do double. I would like, I would keep myself at home. I would do more practice. I would read more to balance myself. So then I can be neutral. So I think this is a very um, powerful tool not to stop and keep on going. And you have your soul family, so you can reach out to them. And soul family, how would you describe soul family for people who don't know? Soul family, they are people that we feel a connection with. And we feel that we have this exchange of knowledge that they are there to support us. We can learn something from them. And we just can feel that warmth, right? So sometimes it's just this love and um, warm feeling. We need that. So, and in different stages of life, we have to have, we will have different people. So I had many different spiritual teachers and they, you know, been changing. Depends on where, where I was standing. So it's a journey. Life is a journey and just be courageous have faith and trust. Mm. These are like really important qualities to have that we came here to develop too. Yeah, because I think it's important to recognize that we're we're here, and everything that's in front of us it's been given to us for a reason. You know, whether it seems like it's a difficult time or you know just a casual like 
it's all here for our highest growth. And, and even like, like if I stub my toe, I'm like, Oh, well, what was I thinking about shortly before? You know, what, how, what is this bringing up? And uh, it's, everything is kind of guiding us to our, our highest path and purpose. Yeah. I also would love to add that there is no negative experience. There is no, any challenging experience, experience is a learning opportunity. So if we don't know the dark, we cannot know the light. So as in our society, we always want to grow and be there or feeling almost always high or in that kind of vibration. It's good to have a polarity. It's good to compare. So if I didn't have the accident, I would not have awakening. If I didn't have another experience, I would not have this beautiful experience what I'm living right now. Hmm. So, so don't be scared. My, my like messages to people like don't be scared of what you're going through it's you're gonna go for it and then the lesson is gonna be more interesting it's gonna be more empowering it, you're gonna grow mm. otherwise you just don't grow yeah and some of these situations they can feel you know bad it's like stubbing your toe it's painful you know <laughs> it's not pleasant but like you're saying recognizing that it's not negative and to not be a victim to it and say, Oh, why is this all happening to me? This is so terrible. But to see the, the light in it. Yeah. But also um, we can go deeper here. So when things get triggered, it's a sign to go deeper and think what emotions I'm feeling. What is it in here? When did I feel this way in the previous experience? When was it? When did I feel this first time in my reincarnation? How did they feel as a child? Because those wounds, the, those are the roots. If you go back to the root and you heal that, so the whole experience may change. So all those things get triggered because we, we need to heal. We are transcending first three chakras. We're coming into heart center right now. So those low density emotions leaving us and, and we get triggered. That's how the way we know that we need to have a look at that. So mm. we can transcend it, right? Yeah. That's like reframing it from being the negative to being a gift, whether it's painful or uncomfortable, just being like, okay, this is a gift that the universe is giving me because it's showing me that yeah. there's another path. It's showing me that there's a way to go. And we can we can tune into it and kind of ask the universe, ask ourselves, what is this showing me? You know, why why am I being shown a stubbed toe right now? <laughs> yes, what is it in there? And most important is what emotions I feel, what belief system I have around it. When it was it last time, and you're like, okay, this is the story that is keep repeating. So there's something here. You cannot hit the wall against to hit against the wall hundred times, right? Mm. It, it happened a few times. It's time to reflect. Mm. It's not time to numb out and have alcohol or drugs or numb out. It's maybe time to wake up, look at it, process it, and there are techniques to do it. So I would suggest like EFT, emotional freedom technique. Would you learn a lot about emotions? Describe that. That's tapping, right? that's tapping and it's one of my favorite tools. And so you get, uh, you intensify the feeling. 
and you learn about your emotions. So you keep repeating um, some uh, triggering um, like phrases and you're going deeper and it helps to eliminate the negative emotion for your body, from your body. So let's say, uh, let's say someone was like rude to you in their car. You then do you like replay that? Like, Oh, they were so rude. And you like tap it as you're, as you're doing that. Describe the process. Well, the process of tapping is so literally we start here on the wrist. Okay. Though somebody was very aggressive towards me today. I'm deeply and completely love and accept myself anyway. So then you go into the feeling where you tap more and this made me feel rejected or this made me feel humiliated, whatever emotion came in. So you try Mm -hmm. to go into the emotion, how it made you feel and you stay with that feeling. You are there and you acknowledge it. Mm. Then while you tap, you let it go. And then you go into like more positive uh, reframe, like, like sentences. Uh, even though this happened, I am, I'm a divine being, I'm in divine flow and I feel great right now. So you, you going through the processing that emotion first and then into clearing it out and going in the positive statement. So it's a very quick tool. And there are so many videos on YouTube and and I use it sometimes I get triggered too and I was like oh okay I thought I thought this never would happen to me and then look you know sometimes we get triggered too yeah I I I did the the tapping once uh, about three years ago at Burning Man and (laughs) yeah this woman was doing a workshop and she was yeah just doing doing the tapping and there was maybe 75 people all doing it with her and as, as we're going through, like people are like crying and, and, you know, it's not coming at like, it was, it, it was quite an emotional release for a lot of people. And I think that's so cool because uh, especially as a man, you know, we're taught a little bit at a young age to like suck it up and don't cry and kind of hold emotions in, which yeah. is so unhealthy. <laughs> it's so unhealthy. And I love that you're talking about like you actually dive into the emotion yeah. deeper and deeper and you ask what it is and what it's showing you. And it sounds like there's this whole path to um, healing and, and, and becoming empowered through it. Yeah. So I wanted to, um, to point here, in order to go high, we need to go low. We need to go and see what's, what's down there first in order to transcend all those densities and go to the higher energies. Mm, yeah. So otherwise it's like, we want to avoid in this society, we try to avoid and we just want to constantly feel high or numbed out. Right. Yeah, totally. So yeah. when we go deeper and we, we examine our feelings and learn about ourselves and embrace all those experiences we had and that nothing really bad happened and we let it go, then we're going to be constantly in a higher vibration. Then we don't need alcohol, coffee, like anything else. Because you just vibrate higher. You don't have that congested energy. What happens when emotion is there, it's using some part of your energy, the vital energy that circulates freely. So when you let it go, you have an extra energy moving 
in your system where you can you just feel more free you sleep better and etc and you don't get triggered anymore Hmm. and that's huge that's i think that's what the lesson that the world's learning right now a humanity on a mass scale what triggering is to not be a victim to dive into those emotions and learn from them and grow from them and Hmm. It's, I, I think that's, that's the major lesson right now in, at this moment in time. I agree. I agree. And it requires courage. So in numerology, mm-hmm. for example, the numbers eight and nine, a bit of number of denial, they don't want to go there and dive deeper and, and face that. I am an eight, so I've been through that. So I would totally see myself as a different persona and would not want to face stuff I have to face until I was ready so if you feel in a way that there is something there but you kind of um, scared to go go there face your fear this is going to be the, the the best experience of your life because you went through that you were not hiding anymore you just showed up for yourself and this is the best gift you could give yourself right Mm, I love that courageous. I, I love that you brought up having courage and that it's, we do need courage right now to go into some of the, the depths of some of these emotions that are coming up. You know, it's like we're seeing with the Black Lives Matter movement and all the protests, we're seeing a lot of anger come up. Uh, and it's interesting because how I see that those emotions were inside of us, that anger was inside of us. It just got triggered at a certain point that it came out, but it was dormant before. Mm. It was already there. It was like everyone was on lockdown for like three months or so, couldn't leave their house, couldn't go to bars and clubs and hang out with all their friends. And I feel like that was also a catalyst for just that buildup of energy to release. Yeah. I wanted to share something quick. um, What helped me on my journey with my first teacher so we've been doing retreats in Sardinia and like our inner inward journey. And we've been meditating. Um, there were many interesting things. He was um, giving seminars. But uh, last day, we would go on the street um, in the center of this little Italian town. And everybody were, had to choose to face something that they would never do they're fearful of, it would bring them anxiety. So you had to be really honest with yourself and go through some experience that gives you anxiety and fear. And that's something that you would never do. Hmm. And I think this was the one of the most powerful experience in my life because the day before that, or a few hours before you have building up so much anxiety inside of you to do that, that you, it's actually hard to believe. So it's not an, it's not an actual doing yet, but it's uh, an idea and emotions before doing it. So it's the way how we see the future, mm. living in the present moment. And the moment you accomplish that, you feel such a sense of freedom mm. and, and you let it go, this importance or acting or showing in, up in a certain way. So we are building this, uh, beliefs about ourselves that we have to be in a certain way or to do certain things. So we have 
like we're blocking ourselves from the reality of what. So what did you end up choosing as your, as your task to step out of your comfort zone? So, so the two very, very powerful exercises were, first I chose um, to dance in the middle of the square where people would buy ice cream <laughs> nice. and walk around. And there were like a Peruvian guys playing some music. So literally you were giving somebody to be with you, like an elder who would guide you and say, okay, you're going to do it here. And I remember my heart, it just, I just couldn't move. I had like a shock and I had to just jump in. So there was the music and I started just to dance. And they gave me these feathers. They had these feathers as well. Ah. So I started to dance and people started to come around. And then Francesco, this guy who was guiding me, said, like, can you pick up that older man and dance with you? So I had to go and grab that guy and <laughs> I heard some kids were saying like, mom, what is she doing? Like, what is happening here? Wow. The moment I was doing, it was not important. But to get there, on the way there, I was feeling so much anxiety and so much uncomfort inside of me mm. that I would not discover. So it's interesting how we have this energy inside of us, but it's not coming out until we face some critical situation or something really some some negative story right so you you like you experience it in advance let's say you like train yourself yeah and um it's it's interesting that so there there are some uh some some people outside doing some work i don't know if that noise is coming through here but uh apologize if it is uh but it's fascinating to see that most of the anxiety when it comes to doing something courageous like that is just from thinking about doing it. Actually doing it, that's when you're starting to feel free. And, and it's, so it's like, why, why don't we feel that freedom that we would get from doing it before we do it? And someone once said that, that that nervousness you get as like an actor before you're about to go on a stage, that is a hardwired program from back in the day when we were cavemen and, and we had to really fight for our food that our body is preparing us to do something courageous mm. the nervousness is getting us ready to like fight or flight like quickly move run like our, our hearts going so it doesn't have to start going if we start running like it's actually if if we reframe it as nervousness to pre preparation for being courageous you know yeah. i think that at least that that's helped me a lot to so just simply reframe it it's like neurolinguistic programming you just tell yourself something, all of a sudden you start to believe it. Oh, this isn't me being nervous. I'm not going to freeze from this, but this is my body preparing me to be courageous. So, oh, I, I feel that energy now. Yes. And that's the fear. And actually it's face your fear and, and be there and, and see what is it inside of you because you believe that you are peace and love and you just see that oh, and everything is good. Okay. Let's move forward and see in case something happened. He's like, oh, wow, I didn't expect to have that. And this is like nothing like really so, you know, crazy. It's just like dancing in the middle of, you know, people. Yeah, it's work like that is, work like that's really good. That self-development, self-growth work. I love that kind of stuff. I, I did some of that in LA and uh, there, was, there was one program I did and I had to go out in public and do something that was, you know, out of the ordinary. And 
I didn't get to choose it. It was I, I, either we like chose from a list or someone, I think someone chose it for me or it was like random. And I had to uh, go on a date with myself, order two meals for this invisible person that was there, pretend like I was having a conversation with them. And, you know, while everyone's like, this guy's so crazy, you know? And it's just like, like being okay with being a little crazy. And being judged. Like and being judge. exactly. And, uh, you know, while I would never do that, I would never order two meals and pretend like I'm having a conversation with someone. Um, it helped me. It was like an extreme and it helped me step out of that comfort zone. So now when I'm on TikTok and I'm sharing about energy work and how to release energy using like Reiki, um, I don't really care what people think. That's uh, You know, I, I, I don't, I don't, have that that nervousness of oh, I can't share my I can't share my inner self because what will people think? It's like eh, I don't really they so can think is, what they think. You see how amazing it is. You face it once, that you gave it so much importance, and then you let it go, and you're free forever. How amazing is that? Instead of hiding and just you know just hiding from yourself and not using your potential. So the second, yeah. uh, if you want to hear the second experience, yeah, I would love to. Yeah, so the second experience I had, it was literally my friend chose for me because I was a bit like, oh, I'm going to go and sit in a bathing suit in the evening at, at, the, like, at the bar and order a tea and having like um, <laughs> a snorkel mask on me. <laughs> and this friend sitting next to me, he's a very, very deep guy and very experienced and he knew me a little bit. He said, you know that, that's not for you you know, you're pretty, you're like, you're going to like, it's, you're going to go away with it. It's not, it's not your, I will choose something for you. Mm. I was like, okay. And I will choose something for you. So he told me, you're going to go and sell fish. You're going to go and bother actually people on the same, or the broadwalk. And I was like, whoa, that's intense, you know, but I was like, okay, let's jump and let's do it. So we bought the sea bus and I remember we arriving in, at the port. It's like a port there, like boats there, it's on the seaside. And I remember I start to get really nervous. So I have this plastic bag and I, I look kind of uh, very humble and just like pants. And uh, he's telling me no shoes, just humble. I was like, oh, wow, okay. So I come out of the, from the car and I just hold this plastic bag of this fish, like where are I going to go? And I can see some like young couples that come towards me. I was like embarrassed. And then I, my mind started to reflect, like, who should I go to? Like, I'm not going to go to these people. I'm going to go to that people, maybe like an old couple. And they were like refusing me. Oh, no, thank you. You know, we, we don't just, want their fish. We don't want your fish. We just bought already, so we don't need you. And then I remember there is a couple. So they, um, so I presented myself like I'm a poor girl from Romania. I have no money. And my brother caught this fish this morning. So it's, you know, fresh and like it would help me. So in the, in, in the end, I sold it. And yeah, I got back. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was very powerful to be in that moment um, somebody who I didn't see myself and actually 
appreciate life and everything I have it's because we went to this church afterwards and I kind of ref was reflecting on how I waste my life. Uh, I used to like go out more at times, you know, like clubs and I was like drinking a little bit. So I was like, yeah, I just don't see I'm living my life in the right way. So it was like a very powerful experience. Mm, stepping out of one's comfort zone. Tim Ferriss, who's, he, he's got, you know, one of the top podcasts, bestselling author. He talks about this as well. And his thing that he tells people to, to try and to do is it, go to a store, like a, like a Starbucks, and just like lie down, like sit down on the ground and then just lie down like flat on your back for you know like 30 seconds and then just get up like as if as if nothing happened and mm -hmm. yeah it shifts something it because sometimes we do get a little bit scared a little bit stuck in our ways and yeah. we need something like this something more extravagant something that really steps us f a bit far outside of our comfort zone to see where our edges are yeah another powerful exercise would be to take something from a store or soap or an orange and then come back and say, I'm sorry, I need to tell you something. Uh, I stole this. <laughs> I stole it and I came back to give it back to you. Even though you purchased it? No, no. You, you steal it and then you come back and return. <laughs> so you actually steal? What if they catch you stealing it? I mean, something small. You don't have to. Something that you could actually steal and then with the intention of then bringing it back. Yeah. Yeah. This is also powerful, like to, to go for judgment and mm. judgment. It's a very powerful exercise. Yeah. What, uh, what do you do right now? What's something that you do, uh, like a, like a morning ritual or an evening ritual, something that's really benefiting and helping your life right now. So I, as you know, I practice Kundalini yoga and uh, I find it's very powerful right now to have a regular practice. So you don't have to wait until something hits you and then you like all shaking or I have to, I need to go to do healing or I need to do something. So I think you have to have a practice where you can have enough energy, enough prana to go through life no matter what happening and have enough of resources to act in a certain way and to have this neutral mind. So I practice Kundalini yoga and I recommend for people to have practice of yoga because when you feel a little bit uh, stress in your body, problems with sleep, insomnia, that you have to do more physical exercise and yoga. Then uh, Kundalini yoga includes yoga, meditation, so meditation helps to uh, pineal gland to secrete and all the glands to secrete. So it's balancing uh, the blood and balancing the brain. So you can control your thoughts. And then it includes pranayama. So when you feel a little bit more emotional um, all over the place, that's the sign that your emotional body is out of balance. So pranayama, it's essential tool as well, where you can um, align your emotional body and mental body. We know we are consist of many subtle bodies, right? So pranayama is very powerful too. Um, so yeah, I think this is a really good uh, practice to do. So just do a little bit of everything 
and um, you will have that that steadiness, that feeling of being centered, where you can act instead of react, right? Mm. Yeah. I find when I, when I have a consistent practice, uh, whether it's yoga or some, some kind of cardio exercise that I, that I do, I, I feel so good afterwards yeah. and that, that good feeling creates confidence and that confidence. Yeah. Then, then it's like something bad can happen, you know, bad could happen. And yeah, it's like no big deal. You know, I, I come, I come at it from just a nice, nice, just calm perspective. Yeah. You just, uh, you have control over your mind. It, it's, it's yeah it depends on you how much energy you put there in your practice so it's how much energy you're gonna have to go through life Mm. so this is an honest exchange here and kundalini yoga uh what do you like about kundalini yoga so kundalini yoga it helps you to have more energy it works on all these aspects i just mentioned so it helps you to have more energy so you can have better choices, uh, thoughts, and more prosperity, more creativity, uh, more being in your power because it works on the chakras as well. So it's like balancing your entire system. Yeah. So it includes and pranayama and meditation and yoga. Uh, what I would include more like a silent meditation for people who have like this overthinking so to transcend the mind I do that um, yeah yeah that's I mean it, I did a, a kundalini yoga practice in LA when I was living in downtown LA uh, mm-hmm. I went to this really awesome yoga studio called Peace Yoga Gallery and mm-hmm. at, it was like six thirty in the morning I'd go and do kundalini yoga and uh, what I liked about it was that it combined all, all the things, you know, a lot, of, a lot of breathing. There was a lot of breathing and movements. I'd be doing movements with the breath and, uh, and then kind of meditation throughout the entire thing. Yeah. And I, I love breath. I think breath work, just utilizing the breath is an untapped resource that we currently have. Yeah. It's... So- it, it completely opens my like the crown chakra. I'll, I'll be breathing, doing breath work and getting just downloads, epiphanies. Yeah. So I think also when you just feel out of the balance, Kundalini, it's a, Kundalini yoga, it's a fast tool to put yourself back together. Mm. If you feel like, oh, this, like you feel too emotional, there's lots of stuff going on, just do one hour and a half plus and you will feel you kind of getting back together. And just do it for a couple of days. Is there a good online resource you'd recommend for Kundalini Yoga? So there are some online videos. Uh, one of my <laughs> teachers is Guru Jagat. There are many classes of her. Uh, I may do some stuff as well. Yeah, I was going to ask if, if you were going to do some online Kundalini. Yeah, I've been more working with one-on-one clients and I've been teaching in Venice in, in, the, in the studio. But now I will have to adapt and maybe post stuff, some more stuff. Mm. Uh, but there's a lot of stuff already on YouTube. Yeah. YouTube is such a great resource. I feel like, I feel like one of the major contributors to the awakening of humanity is YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. I found so many spiritual teachers on YouTube. 
yeah exactly it's a it's a blessing we have right we can get lost in the all this technology and then we can also like gain so much so another yeah. another powerful um so why kundalini is powerful is because uh, all this technology gener- like generation right we're living in this these times of advanced technology so these are all the waves the radio waves frequencies that hits us so when you you keep your aura strong and healthy so it it's effect less it has a less effect on you mm. so it's, yeah. it's to keep your aura strong all your mental bodies emotional bodies astral body and i feel like if we could see our if, if most people could see their aura they would uh they'd be doing a lot more to help build it it's interesting. They would probably not go towards this, that person. They would go. Somewhere <laughs> yeah. Like, oh. yeah. Like that person's got a, you know, broken, grimy aura. <laughs> it's like leachy. You're like, oh, no, I'm not going to let you drain my energy. You would want to hang out with people with blue, golden aura. Ooh. Lots of yeah, yeah. A nice golden aura. Hang out with that person for sure. Instead of somebody is dressed well with brands and and emanates some energy which can affect you and actually you come back home is like oh i'm angry out of the blue it's just because you've been sitting on that spot where that angry guy was sitting so we can pick up energies yeah our energy extends so far beyond our body it's amazing and we can pick up energy sitting that's why when you have your practice you more strong then you don't pick up so much stuff of others and you actually can uplift the environment, uplift the room you're sitting and just emanate light and peace and harmony. Mm. So one of the exercises, exercises I would like to, to share quick. So as we're going through so much on the planet, right? So when you see some aggression or some negative stuff happening uh, on TV, on Instagram, or even people fighting on the street, so you open your hands wide like that and you mentally bring there the energy and you uh, mentally pronounce peace, love, and harmony. Peace, love, and harmony. In your head, you're saying this? Yeah. So you're just sending energy and energy goes straight there. Peace, mm. love, and harmony. The same way I do, I charge my water at night and do you use the same peace love and harmony for your water love and harmony i charge my water before i go to bed when i wake up i charge it again and then i say out loud i give permission to my life to become better and better oh that's cool and it's very simple and i hope it's helpful and you know wow. we just it's we so just simple i yeah i love the simplicity of that yes Say it, say it one say it one more time. I want I want to I want to So peace, love and harmony. Mhm. Peace, love and harmony with your hands you can infuse that good energy into yeah, people, places or things. Yeah. Or when you see a person going through a lot and they're being neurotic. So don't go in neurosis with them. Just be in the present and just project that energy out to them. Yeah. 
they don't have to see, so they like freak away. <laughs> You're not like right next to them. They're just quietly. Yeah. And it's becoming a habit. Like I do it constantly everywhere I go. And it's a beautiful tool. The same thing I charge the food. Love, like, peace, harmony. Charging my food. So it's a constant frequency in, in, in that frequency. Yeah, I do that too with my food. Just send some good vibes to it. Some gratitude. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, another powerful tool is to wake up. What are the first thoughts when you're waking up? Mm. So going in like some neuroses or thinking about conflicts and stuff, or you just bring an energy of gratitude to universe and a great gratitude for everything you have and where you are. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Right, right now, my first thought is how many notifications did I get on my phone? <laughs> <laughs> Not as good of a practice. So first do that and then you switch on your phone. You know. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, uh, so you just, w- you wake up and you just like, gu- if you were to guide someone through, through that process, what would it look like? So when I wake up, I would, I would first go in this uh, pleasant energies, like gratitude, joy, peace, harmony. And are you Love. still laying down in bed at this point or do you like sit up and... No, no. I just lay down in bed and I just put hands on my heart and just be like grateful, grateful, grateful for everything and sending love to everything, all the people surrounding me. And I would say some affirmations to myself, like I'm love, I believe in love, I believe in me. So you can choose your own affirmations. So if something resonates with me, I would write it down. And you can do that. That's really powerful because slowly it goes into your subconscious mind. Then, I mean, there there are a few tools here. It can be like a very long morning too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, so, what uh, another very powerful tool is to do some journaling and even like three minutes, five minutes where you sit down and you write down today is 23rd of November, like of September. And I recognize that today is the most beautiful day of my life. Mm-hmm. And then you set intentions for your day, how you want your day look like. So I intend to have an amazing day, have an amazing podcast with Michael and perform at my best and have lots of fun and meet interesting people and have a productive day and accomplish a lot and have amazing dinner with my friends, whatever you want to manifest. So you just set your intention there. So it's, it's more probable that you're going to go towards um, that direction instead of being neurotic and wake up. It's like, why that person treated me like that and keep playing something happened yesterday. Mm. So we, we can be in our power. And if we think that, we can choose our own state of being constantly, how beautiful it is. So there's no blame game and we are in our, we are in power and we are responsible for how we feel and you just redirect your mind. So that's why practice is here because it helps you actually like, I don't want to go there. I don't want to, like, I have this negative thought. Actually, I choose to be neutral and I'm just going to go that direction. Yeah, we are so much more powerful than than a lot of us realize. We're able to shift our our state, and so I'm imagining. Okay, you light, you wake up. First thing, you wake up, 
you just put your hands in your heart, you know, you just say, I'm so grateful for being alive and for all these people in my life, send some gratitude. And then you get up, walk over to your desk. You got a little journal, you know, with a fresh page right there. You write the date and you start to write down your intentions for the day. Yeah. That, that in itself, I feel could change a lot of people's lives. For whatever reason, I used to imagine Donald Trump like waking up and the first thing he's like, I'm so grateful for everyone in my life. <laughs> the whole world would change. Yeah, you know, we can we can teach each other because they have different stuff to accomplish and and different things to do in life. And very maybe true. We came here to you know to contribute what we learned that that is in our frequency and share it with others. So we're just responsible for ourselves. And then we can change other people too by being ourselves. I think that it's a good point to change other people by being ourselves rather than like forcefully saying you need to change. You're doing it wrong. Yeah, that's ego against ego. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just have to lead by example. It's like Gandhi said, be the change you want to see in the world. Yes, yes. Gandhi is one of my favorites. Ah, oh, Gandhi's incredible. So, such an incredible man. The really good uh, Gandhi movie, I think it's just called Gandhi, uh, which I highly recommend. If anyone wants to get into like kind of Gandhi's world and see what he was all about, wa watch that movie. It's He was just a remarkable, remarkable being. I love the movie. Isn't it good? Yeah. It's like yeah. he created peace because everyone respected him so much. Yeah. That by simply doing a, a fast, fasting from food, he was able to end this war that was brewing between these two groups of people who just respected him so much that they're like, oh, wait, we don't want you to starve to death. We'll stop fighting. Yeah, he'd been teaching, teaching an example. What I love about the movie as well, um, when uh, he had to go to prison and he's like, I'm so happy to go to prison. I finally can meditate as long as I want. <laughs> no distractions. Yeah. yeah what a oh, yeah what a incredible being that's yeah. just remarkable Ascended master he was friend of yogananda so mm. also says a lot about his elevated soul and that he was an ascended master being here and yeah he i bet they i bet they knew each other from whatever planet they were from yeah <laughs> whatever angelic realm they were from there all right you want to go to earth it's gonna be tough but we're gonna do it yeah Yogananda is a phenomenal being as well. The autobiography of a yogi is just a great book. If you want to read a book that opens your mind with every chapter, yeah. autobiography of a yogi is fantastic. The only book I have in my bag. Really? It's in my bag. I finished the book, but it's it's there. I don't know why. Just there. I just like the the energy and sometimes I would go and read two pages before going to bed because it's such a high, high level of um, energy and frequency. So it just being that vibration. Yeah. That, it was the only book that Steve Jobs had on his iPad. Yes. And when, when Steve Jobs passed at his memorial service, he, he had it so that everyone got a copy of that book. Yeah, exactly. Have you been to the, the, uh, Yogananda, the lake shrine? I've been all of them. Yes, I've been. Mean, yeah. Yeah, I like one in Indonesia. It's my favorite. I had a very powerful experience there because you can meditate in the, in the garden. And the home he lived, I had a, such interesting experience because 
I had like a revelation. Uh, when you are in your power and you do what you meant to do, the life will give you everything. Like look at his story. He mm -hmm. came here alone and he was very firm in the message he wanted to bring. He didn't know people, right? And he was living in this amazing house on the water. Every, he came, everything came to him. He wasn't chasing anything. He literally was just very disciplined and devoted to his journey and his mission on this planet. And then everything came around and he was given amazing house. Nothing was missing in his life. When sometimes we go out and we chase things, we chase people, situations, instead of being in our power and being in our mission. Yeah. Yeah. Such trust. I mean, coming to the United States, I think it was like the 1940s or so when Eastern philosophies were not really known. It, it, it was, it was, he was like this, like almost like this like circus show in a way where he was like this unique, oh, let's go see this unique new person. Like who's talking about all this crazy stuff. And yeah, he was just, everything unfolded for him in such a beautiful way. I mean, he had some struggles too uh with you know once once he's rising in fame the people around him are all kind of there too but then the egos came in and they started to like want things from him and like all that human nonsense it's a polarity planet and he had to go through some stuff too because the more light you bring in the more darkness we test you so it's mm. so it's part of life we cannot eliminate that we just it, we can get stronger but it may show up and we just go through that. And somebody betrayed him. I think one of his students from India that he brought here, he betrayed him here. Yeah, it was like his best friend. Yeah. Like his, yeah, close confidant was, yeah. It's, yeah, he, he gave in to like the temptations of like power and fame and, and all that. And Yeah, I really recommend that book. It's one of most powerful books I ever read. And yeah. So much there. It's so much about India, the yogis, the gurus, and so many interesting stories, which are real stories. Yeah. When his master passed away and he was very depressed, so he didn't want to face his death. So he left the city, he went traveling, and um, his um, Sri Yukteswar literally showed up through his window as a white beam of light and came to him. It's like, who told you I died? Look at me. Do I seem to you like I'm dead? <laughs> so I was like, oh, I just love this book, you know? Yeah, that that chapter specifically. I was actually just about to bring that up, which is funny you brought it up because that, that was a remarkable chapter. Yeah. And because he visited Yogananda after his death, his, like, his spirit came, Yogananda's like, so like, what's, what's the deal? Like, where are you now? What, you know? And he's describing kind of like a, like a, a fifth, fifth, sixth density uh, existence where it's more an etheric existence where I think one of the things he said was there's no bugs, like something like that, where it's like, everything's colorful, like raining colorful lights. Like just this, he describes just this beautiful alternate reality. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the subtle bodies. I, I remember it was like very advanced um, place where literally it's the last transcendence for the soul 
they're the last, last, like little things they have to transcend to be with God forever. Like yeah. To be with and yeah, it's, uh, he, it, it, it's an interesting place being here in the 3D, you know, cause, cause like, you know, it doesn't rain colors and we do have bugs and <laughs> it's like, we we're at that in between. It's almost like a heaven and hell state because like, Earth is a place where you could create heaven or hell. Like they both exist in this planet, the best and the worst. And it's like, it's like right there in between, you know, it's not like the, the levels up where everything's pretty like high frequency and, and fun and good. And, you know, there's not much low, but it's also not like all hell where it's like a crazy lower, lower, lower density. Uh, it's, it's like we're in the middle here. It's an interesting place to be. Yeah. It's a place where we actually responsible what are we manifesting through all with thoughts, emotions, where we focus our energy? So yeah. I think it's a game. It's like, oh, okay, if I'm going to be that, so I can manifest more of that in my life. Instead of if I'm going to want to be in a lower frequency, I'm going to manifest all the conflict and all the other stuff. So it's a game in a way too. And it's a learning experience where you, we can really learn a lot. It's a, a courageous thing to be here. To come down lower density from this higher space that we are more condensed and crystallized in the in the physical body and then we just forget who we are and we meant to remember that we are we can create anything it's easy to say right when you're like 15 hmm. and going through some break heartbreak <laughs> yeah but and uh dolores cannon one of her books someone was in a, a regressed hypnotic state and the superconscious is speaking through them and says to be on earth right now is a badge of honor to be to ha to have an earth life is like having a badge of honor as a soul because this is a school for souls like if you if you're a soul and you're you know in angelic realms and everything's good if you want to grow very fast come to earth yeah yeah it's not it's not easy yeah and it's it's important to read like Dolores Cannon and, or some, some people similar to her because it gives us knowledge that who we really are, where are we coming from, what's our journey, and changes our perspe per uh, perception, right? And yeah. perspective on life and the victim mode, so we kind of becoming more of a creator. Interesting thing I was watching, I was watching my teacher that I, I spoke about in Italy, from Italy. So he was saying interesting thing that when we in the astral plane before coming here, we are like a heroes. I'm going to come down. I'm going <laughs> to do this movement around the planet. I'm going to do this. I'm going to achieve that. So you want to do all these big things. And then we come back here and you like forget you have a traumatic childhood or experiences. You forget everything. And you're like thinking of work, family, <laughs> kids, the finances and etc yeah <laughs> totally i've had that thought as well where it's like all right we're gonna do it and you get here you're like well this is different than i expected but we are slowly waking up we're we're, we're slowly uh, remembering our purpose for being here and you know i think the next 20 years are just going to be absolutely phenomenal yeah in terms of awakening the the human consciousness Yes, this year shows us a lot, right? How many unexpected things can happen, that how, how much we really control, right? It's, things may happen any day, and it's just an experience.
Yeah, indeed. This year has been something else. It has, it has been, it has been absolutely crazy. One thing after another, literally like every couple months there was something new. Yeah. And, um, uh, so how can people find you? Uh, we mentioned your Instagram. Why don't you share it one more time for people who are, who are listening in and also, uh, what can people do? How can people connect with you? What kind of services do you offer? So I offer, um, Egyptian numerology. You can find me on Instagram. There is a website there and you can DM me on Instagram. Um, you can go through my website and see what resonates with you and you can just DM me and have a chat with me. Um, I offer, uh, energy healing remote and in person. I am based in LA. I, uh, have this very interesting healing technique called cellular mind body alignment. I work with, it works with your higher self and energy goes uh, through me, I'm just a facilitator to you and goes exactly it has to go on physical, emotional, mental level. And it works through a prayer. Um, I also combine Kundalini practice with the healing. Uh, another thing is uh, very important is the inner child work. So First thing I would do is numerology to see what you need to address more. And in base of that, if it's a free in your chart, it's more like inner child work, integrated inner child. Um, so, yeah. It's very individual, you know. I see from numbers and then I was like, okay, there's more stuff to do on inner anger or it's more stuff to do on like mental, like meditation and, and I would give a, a practice to do like even 15 minutes practice, because I believe when we really practice that we can really shift. I can help in some way, but it's important to show up for yourself actually every day. That's amazing. That's incredible. And I highly recommend people do check out Ayana's stuff. Uh, I was, I, I did the Egyptian numerology with her and it was awesome. It was phenomenal. It was mind opening. And to take it even further from that would be, you know, further down, like to, to take what you learn from the numbers and from the numerology, kind of your blueprint, and then to go deeper into that, I think would be really special. Um, so I will include links to your Instagram, to your website in the show notes. So if you're listening or watching on YouTube, you can just tap that link real easy. I uh, highly recommend you follow Ayana on Instagram. Um, she's just got a beautiful page and you know, you can follow her journey. Thank you so much, Ayana. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. This was really fun. Yes. This was a lot of fun. Uh, perhaps we'll do it again in the future. Yes. Looking forward. And thanks to everybody for listening to us. And, and I really hope it was really helpful and you can use some of the tools and, and be in your power and, and do what you came here to do. Yes. Yes. There were so many great tools in this. You could probably listen to this a second time and, and gain something else from it. I learned stuff from this. I'm going to do the gratitude when I wake up. I'm going to start journaling when I wake up. It's fun. I love growing. I love that. So yeah, thank you. And thank you everyone for tuning into this episode of Deep Shift. Till next time, much love and peace.